Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. I'm known as the Mental MacGyver. My doctorate is in organizational business psychology with a concentration in sport and performance. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Fallon Siniscarco. She is a student at Unica University studying occupational therapy, and she will be going to grad school in the fall to study the same. I also have Kim Clark. She is a speaker and consultant helping communicators and content creators learn and apply diversity, equity, inclusion to engage leaders and employees. She is also the co-author of the Amazon bestseller, The Conscious Communicator. And I have Stuart Wiggins. He's with Induna Advisors, where he offers fractional chief operating officer services and brings resources together to help scale your business. The question I have today, how would you know if you were part of a click? Fallon, kick us off. Yeah, so when I heard about this topic, uh, it resonates with me quite a bit because I remember being in high school and even now, how there's a difference between cliques and friend groups in a way that cliques are very exclusive to the way of where you kind of find a common characteristic between each person and you go strictly on that characteristic. And I feel like you're not open to bringing other people within your friend group. You feel everybody else is just different from you and you feel that means that they're in fear just because they have different characteristics or traits so because of that like complex there I just feel like it really makes the whole group exclusive which makes people from the outside feel kind of inferior. Kim what's your experience? Dr. Robin this is a complete antithesis to what organizations who are saying that they want to be a place for belonging and provide Mm -hmm. that space for belonging and since DEI communications is kind of my lane in the mm-hmm. work, that, the communication side, if we look at clicks within the workspace, unfortunately, it doesn't end in high school. It doesn't end in college. People bring it with them into the workplace for whatever reason. They don't grow out of it. So it happens. And communications is one of those reasons that clicks actually form. Because if you're in a corporate environment and you're only using acronyms or jargon, like uh, boiling the ocean, or we're going to circle back, or let's time box this. That is really hard for people who perhaps don't have English as a second language to understand. So we're, what we're doing is we're creating these clicks at work around language that to be cool and belong, but belong by those rules, you use this language rather than us saying, we need to make sure that we're building bridges into our corporate language and and use plain language in order to have it be something that is more inclusive of everybody. Hmm. So you would notice if you were using language that other people might not recognize. That makes yeah. sense. Read the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuart. I took a different look at this once I saw the topic. So uh, the question I would ask is, is a click a negative thing? Or is a click really a derivative of a group of people that share common interests. I mean, yeah, it, you could say that a clique is more immature because of junior high and high school, but in the workplace, for example, when you go into a new organization, you can observe that there are people that because of common interests or because of common jobs, they kind of come together. You know, that doesn't mean it's impossible for you to get into that group. It's just that they, uh, you know, they have common interests. So really the question is, is a click a negative thing? I would suggest that perhaps it can be positive because 
if you are new to an organization and people reach out to you, they're just asking you to be part of the group. Because remember, a clique is only a subset of a larger organization. So I don't disagree with what anybody else has said. I'm just saying, let's not look at a clique as a negative thing. I, I disagree in that I think that the way language is used, a clique is a bad thing. And that goes to the point that Fallon made, made in, is that it's exclusive. They don't, you don't invite people into a clique. You invite people into a group, but a clique is very much us, them. And I think for me, it's easy to tell when I'm outside of a clique because I, I feel excluded. It's harder for me to tell if I'm in a clique because I don't, I might not notice to your point, Kim, I might not notice that I'm excluding other people. So here's an example from my youth. When I used to be pretty active in a church, when I went to my own church, I was very comfortable. I knew when I was supposed to stand up. I knew the passages I was supposed to recite. I knew how it all worked. But if I went to a different church, do they stand up and sing? Do they sit down and sing? I don't know how to say these passages. I feel very outside. And that's when I started noticing how exclusionary churches could be because I never felt included when I went to a new one. Absolutely. I personally uh, have had that experience before. I'm Catholic and one of my friends brought me into a Christian church and it was completely different. That was different for me. Uh, personally, for me now being in college, it's definitely gotten a lot better since high school because I feel like as you mature, you realize that it's not all about just being with one specific person and one specific group to make yourself feel better. I feel like you find like yourself more in college than you did in high school. And that opens you up to have more conversations with other people and explore different cultures and diversities. And I feel like, although in college, you have like your own degree that you're studying. So there's even cliques among that. As an mm -hmm. OT major, I see a whole different clique between the OTs and the PTs. And we're not really studying very different things, but there's just a different, you know, mood when you're hanging out with those people. So I just think it's very interesting how people still will share similarities, but those cliques still seem to form. And to pile on that, people who go to college can find themselves and have that first as something that they have in common, you know, to Stuart's point. But then when cliques become more of a weapon of power, when the power mm. dynamics become the cool kids and they're the ones that are helping each other get the project, or get you know access to an executive or this opportunity or promotion or connections outside of the organization when it becomes more of an inequitable you know mm. system of power that's when it can be really weaponized within the corporate structure in the workplace so my experience as a leader my technique to identify clicks was to determine who the informal leaders are mm -hmm. because the ones that are the loudest you know everybody thinks that people are going to naturally gyrate to them. But that is typically not the case when in fact, the ones that are quieter and the informal leaders, those are the ones that get things done. I, I don't disagree with anything that anybody said, but I, I still struggle with the negative uh, perception that it's the word click. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it was another word, then, cause we say click automatically, we think, you know, it's negative, but I think that in any organization, regardless of its size, that there are going to be subsets of commonalities, you know, just like Fallon said in college, you know, I mean, just because these, you know, people who have different uh, educational goals, they may not do everything together, but they all have the same common goal. So the only thing I caution is 
when we use the word click, it can be almost weaponized when mm -hmm. we use the word click and that could be dangerous. I think what I'm hearing us all say is that there's a certain level of emotional intelligence to be able to notice, hey, I'm in this group or I'm in, on this team or I'm in this click, whatever word you want to uh, label it. And am I keeping other people out by not noticing that they're out? I, I think that's what it is. I think it comes down to emotional intelligence. Me personally, I hang out with a lot of the OTs in my cohort, but that doesn't stop me from wanting to meet other people. I think it's the intentions that you have in terms of whether or not you want to stick to your own self and your own friend group, which again, cannot always be bad, like Stuart said, but I think it's just, you know, the intention you have behind it. That's true. So when does it become a click? And what I mean is, you know, is it a time measurement? Is it a interest measurement? Is it, you know, how they, do they do things uh, away from the common goal? So I did a quick hits asking that question recently. And what we came to at the end was it's the exclusionary. If you are excluding other people or and, and aren't allowing other people to be part of it, that's when it becomes a negative and it becomes a click. And like you mentioned earlier, Stuart, if we were all like in a restaurant together, like having lunch with each other, even though we know each other better than a stranger would, it's a matter of would we just try to stick to just having conversation with each other and exclude everybody else in that restaurant who would want to have a conversation with us? Or do we open them in to have a conversation? Whether or not, you know, other people have common interests or not, it's a matter of being open to having other people come involved with you. And mm -hmm. over time as well, you, you may have built a stronger connection with those people you've been around with, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a click. Well, that is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut this conversation off here. Thank you so much for having it with me. And I look forward to speaking to you each again very soon.